This week, we take a look back at the 1996 Michael Jordan Bugs Bunny film collaboration, Space Jam. I'm Chad. And I'm Matt. And you are listening to episode 19 of our podcast. We used to talk about this at work. So we are back, Matt, and uh, we have a first, and I am kind of excited. Uh, what about you? Sure, I'm excited. For those that didn't read the episode title, for the first time, we have returning guests. Uh, so we'd like to welcome back Steve and Nelson to the podcast. So how are you fellas doing? How are you doing, sir? I'm all right, I'm all right uh oversleeping but i mean i'm here i made it so um steve what you've been up to since you know we last spoke to you man uh right about a week or so ago we uh took a little impromptu trip up to chicago with the kids before school started so that was uh that was fun spent about three days up there so that's pretty fun we always love going up there every, every like four or five years or so did you do anything in particular that's noteworthy for the podcast listeners? Um, I mean, the first day we went up to like the Willis Tower, the boys love that. And then uh, spent most of the day, the second day at the beach, went to this uh, place called the Sugar Factory that night, got some drinks. They got some uh, ice cream sundaes. What is a uh, Sugar Factory known for? What kind of stuff they serve there? Pretty much their drinks, like, their drinks look like they have, like, dried ice in them. Mm-hmm. So it looks like they're smoking the whole time. Um, is this alcoholic, non-alcoholic? Alcoholic. Okay. Expensive alcoholic <laughs> drinks. So the, so the kids took partook in that also, and everybody got the, to enjoy alcoholic drinks. That's how I took it. He said we all got fucked up, so I'm like, okay. No, you know, they got some uh, giant young, ice cream sundae and stuff. What else you get into? Went on a couple paddle bo- uh, paddle boats. Just took that long five hour drive home. <laughs> Relax the rest of the weekend. All right, all right, Nelson. What do you want to talk about? Man, I don't have anything really. Um, I've been busting my ass at work. I've pretty much been doing since I uh, last I was on here about sixty hour de- uh, weeks, mm-hmm. and just trying to you know catch up. I don't know, just everything. Um, Saving for a little vacations here and there. Um, I'm trying to get myself together over here. So, and sorry I haven't did my little Twitch thing, but I will be back. I just trying to get my room together. I don't know if you you guys can't see it, obviously, but just trying to get my little room together and put little things here here and there. But besides that, just working. Um, at the end of the episode, should I ask you for your um, your Twitch information? Yeah, should you ask for it since I I really didn't? Yeah, yeah. I, by the time you put this out, I at least came back once. I'm going to hold you to that, Nelson. Please hold me to that. Not a lot with me. Um, my relationship with food is changing. So I don't know if I'm just getting too old for this shit or what. But like I had some McDonald's like Tuesday. and you know, I went, I ordered my go-to meal of 10 nuggets, fries, and Dr. Pepper. And I ate like five nuggets and I just felt disgusting, like sick. 
Like I, I was just ill. And then uh, today I went to the Oyster Bar um, downtown St. Louis and I had a shrimp sandwich and I could only eat like part of it. Like I just, I just felt so sick. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Like I, I'm getting old guys. I'm sorry. What have you been eating before? Like what is different? I mean, I guess I've, I've been eating a little bit more at home lately. So maybe it's not as greasy or something. I get that with the McDonald's, but I'm thinking like, what is it about the the um, maybe seafood? The, maybe the oil that they cooked it in. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, I can get. Yeah, sometimes I get that. It's like when I go to other plate. Like if I've eaten something in a while, depending on what it is, sometimes I get sick. Depend. Like sometimes we go to the wife's parents' house, and they'll do some sashimi or something. Where if normally I'm fine with it, but I guess when it's been a long time, I've ate it. It kind of my stomach is like, oh, there's something new. Right. I'm not sure if I like it. Right. What's your thoughts about like uh, saving parking spots? What do you mean? So, for example, say if like we, we go to a place and we're all supposed to meet there and we'll say, Chad, you get there first. Mm-hmm. And there's only like you park. There's only one spot left. And I'm like, save me that parking spot. I'm not doing none of that shit. You won't even know there's an empty parking spot. I can't remember the last time I've been in that situation where right. it's like right. it's been that crowded. To- yeah, I, I don't remember when I had to save a parking spot for someone. Right, and it's also like, how would your friends uh, 90s know? maybe? <laughs> how would your friends even know there was an empty spot? Like, are you on the phone? Are, in this scenario, Matt, are you on the phone with somebody and you're like, oh, hey, um, Nelson, it's an empty spot right next to mine. I'm going to save it. Like, how would they even know? Well, no, they they know that we. I'm supposed to meet up. I'm supposed to meet up with you, and it's packed. Like we going to somewhere, a stadium or something, and you know parking spots be taken up. So you see one, you're like, I'm about to save this spot for my friend. You, but you can't though. It's not like it's a chair that you can pick up and you know occupy. Like, are you gonna stand in the spot? Like, yeah, the- that's what that's what you that's what you do is stand in the spot. It's definitely a, a dated situation because. In my 30s, I am not about to uh, get into fisticuffs over a parking spot, saving it for a friend. Like, have you have you ever saved a spot for somebody? Um, it's like one of like, oh, I'm right around the corner. It's not like, oh, I'm five minutes away. All right, just stand right in that spot. No, you, my buddy, you're just gonna have to be in the next block because I can't I can't help you with that. And the re- that the reason I bring it up is I seen a video of a woman. Uh, basically getting in an argument with somebody else because she said that she was saving the spot for her friend where she was standing in the spot the on the spot and a, another person was trying to drive in so i'm like me like i agree with everybody i ain't saving no spot like you said ain't even that serious like i might stand in there but once somebody decides to drive in all right they got it yeah like uh like, oh, uh, I will save them for somebody, but let me just go ahead and get out of the way. Yeah, they're just going to have to deal with that. Right. Shouldn't have been late. Yep. So does, you gotta does, this change, does this change if you're, like, waiting for, say, like, oh, I'm saving my stock for my friend. And then here comes a whole family of eight. It doesn't matter who it is. Like, I'm a, it's just not getting saved. 
Let's right. change the question. What about your significant other? Look, that's still it's still that's okay. Like, it's still, still, I would it's say still, that's okay. It's still the same thing though. Like, yeah, is you a person, your body versus somebody's car? If they start edging into the spot and playing chicken with you, you're probably gonna move and give up that spot. You, you fake get hit and then you sue them. What are you talking about? I thought we figured this out by now. <laughs> well, like, like, well, what happened? I was saving a spot for my friend, so I was standing in this parking lot, and then this car was trying to pull into this parking spot, and I was like, "No, I'm saving this for my friend." Nah, I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna fly. Nah, nah, absolutely not. But also unrelated, I'm supposed to be meeting up with um, Nelson tomorrow. You better save me a spot, brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just keep just keep uh, traffic cones in your car and just put it out for that spot. There you go. In that area, it's going to be time. enough spaces. God damn it. <laughs> I know that much. So I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. Uh, Shakari Richardson just had her first race from, uh, you know, Shakari Richardson, the sprinter who uh, was uh, banned or whatever because she was smoking weed, that person, right? Yep. So then she just had her first race against the Olympic Jamaican women who won gold silver and bronze in Olympics. So I don't know if you guys know, but how do you, what, what place do you think she, Shakari Richardson, um, placed in that race? I saw this, so I'm not going to answer. From the smugness of your tone, I'm guessing last. Correct. 100% dead <laughs> last. She got washed. She got smoked in that race. She said she'll be back. Don't count her out. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, yeah, maybe you should go back and train some more. First time I ever seen him do an interview with somebody who got last place. <laughs> <laughs> so my whole thoughts of it, it's like we love cocky people when they're good. Yeah, and of course. I'm talking about Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor's, Ronda Rousey's, whoever you want to name. When somebody is good, be cocky, be narcissistic, be whatever you want when you're good. Yeah, they earned it. When you cocky and you lose, not only when you lose, but you in last place. Nah, man, you got to humble yourself yourself after that. You can't be shit talking, talking about, oh, like you said, um, this ain't the last you're going to see of me and this, this and that. It's not like you got second or third place. You got dead last. So not even the limp. So I understand you have Olympic gold medalist Jamaican team, but then you had other people in that race, too, that beat you. So you're going to be, it's going to be the, uh, what's the, uh, Adrian Broner conversation. Oh God. Adrian Broner is cocky as shit. Talks as much shit as he wants to. Problem with Adrian Broner is he loses. So it don't, so it don't, it don't match. So you can't be talking this trash and then get washed. Cause then it, it just comes off as what are you doing? You can't talk trash when you lose Talking about like this. So now it's kind of like to, for, for a lot of people now, we were rooting for her at the beginning and then towards Olympics. We stuff, we want to support her, but you can't be this type of person when you lose. And it's not like she just lost to Jamaica. She lost to Jamaica. She lost to Canada. She lost to France. She probably lost to Poland. I, right. I might have saw uh, Switzerland out there. Right. She <laughs> got her ass smoked. Right. So, and it's like that post-game interviews, I mean, not post-game interviews, post-race interviews, like, I don't know if she need a PR representative to help her with these interviews. 
but this ain't it because now it's like we ain't gonna be checking for you now like that because now you're just delusional also uh you want to talk about um did you guys hear about the updates on um the only fan situation <laughs> um hitting them with that breaking news huh yeah, so I don't know if you guys are familiar with what's going on with OnlyFans. So OnlyFans, if y'all not familiar with OnlyFans, OnlyFans is a website where people can upload stuff. People pay for um, exclusive content from people that they subscribe to. So, like, let's say that you follow a um, a fitness influencer on Instagram, right? And they want to give you exclusive workouts. So you would subscribe to their OnlyFans to see their workouts of the day or their workouts of the week. That is what OnlyFans would like this site to be. But what this site has become is same scenario. We'll just replace fitness instructor with a sex worker. So so basically OnlyFans was made their money off because that's where all the sex workers and stuff like that go to to promote their stuff. So OnlyFans just came out and said that they were no longer be, was it October, September? One of those October months. October 1st, maybe? Yeah, so they are no longer allowing them to promote uh, basically sexual stuff on their on OnlyFans anymore. They can still show nudity, but no like explicit stuff. So now this has been the main platform for all these sex workers and now they're all up in arms. OnlyFans made they work their business off the backs of these sex workers, and now they're turning the their back against them. I feel bad for the workers because they thought they were uh, had a specific platform. I think that OnlyFans are trying to steer uh, towards a more cleaner type of content, but who knows? I don't know what's going on. Right, is when you when you when when you base your whole model around this thing to get money and everything. And then once you get to a certain status, then you're like, all right, I'm about to diss them. I understand how, how they feel. There's well, just to play on that. They're saying creators will continue, continue to be allowed to post content containing nudity as long as it's consistent with our acceptable use policy. So whatever that acceptable use policy is, Right. right. So like right, but like but like I don't believe that um the people that are subscribing to OnlyFans women are looking for tasteful nude photos of them and they're the looking forest. for that webcam. Um, they're looking for like some hardcore action there. Right. Well, I mean, Rachel Dolezal just joined mm-hmm. OnlyFans. We can watch her braid hair. She's actually a really good braider. So she's not doing nudity, she's just no no no, she's braiding hair. So, who's paying to see that? No, no, but I'm saying like, like, right? But that's the whole connotation. Like, if you have an OnlyFans, one assumes you're you're going to be naked. Remember Cardi B? She joined OnlyFans, but it was mostly for like uh, to talk to her fans. Yeah, to talk to her fans, basically. But it somewhere along the line, it steered close. It steered towards okay, just nudity or explicit things, right? Um, so I saw something that was saying that it was mostly the credit card companies that were pressuring OnlyFans. Just yeah. like if you guys remember a couple of months ago, uh, Pornhub changed their policy 
where the only way that you could upload content was that you had to be a, a verified account. So you uh -huh. can just be like any Joe Schmo uploading stuff. I seen a video of a dude who was like, uh, he was going off because he had like, uh, what a lot, not like save, like down, save, favorite, what do you want to call it? It, uh, all these videos of Pornhub and that, uh, once they did it, like his collection went from like 900 plus to like 10 because all that stuff he had was for unverified people. Right. But that's the thing though. It's like, if you want to back up content and I'm not just saying just porn, like you don't back it up on the site itself itself. Like you right. find a way to download it off the site. Like you, you don't go to Netflix and just add a whole bunch of your favorite stuff in your queue and expect that to be there forever. Right. Cause I mean, a lot of his stuff is like, I know the reason why, because, you know, apparently there was like some, um, like revenge porn type stuff on there. We're talking like about OnlyFans or uh, Pornhub? No, on Pornhub when they did it because it was like, uh, yeah, revenge porn where like, you know, you break up with somebody or you're angry with them. So you post a stuff on there or illegal stuff where like, or like you downloaded some stuff and now you upload this to people like that. It was all that kind of stuff. And it's also did. stuff that wasn't porn on there. Like it was whole movies, pirated movies right. and stuff. <laughs> One time I was on there and then I was looking for some porn, but they had like Jurassic Park, the first one on there. And so then I started watching Jurassic Park. <laughs> Dick out. <laughs> hey, it was a good, it's a good movie. It is an excellent movie. We need to add that to the list. So um, speaking of Jurassic Park, in my shows to watch on Netflix for this week, I recommend the movies that made us. And they talk about movies that... Um, famous movies in history and how it was made, the process of it, different aspects at the move, like behind the scenes stuff that uh, we didn't know. And what was on there? Jurassic Park. And they showed Jurassic Park, how the thought process was and how that was the first movie that they used computer generated dinosaurs. Before that, they were using stop motion. And I recommend that. Also another episode on there is Forrest Gump where they do what they went through and how they chose the actors for that. I need to look back into that uh, the movies that made us. Cause I think the very first time I looked into it was like two, only like two or three on there. And I was like, eh, I could pass on a couple of these, but it sounds like there's been a, there's been a lot more since, since I've checked last. Yeah. I think the ones that were on there when I uh, was checking was like star Wars, like uh, the first three and then like a uh, He-Man or something like that. Transitioning now. We we uh we are in a very um entertaining time in the wrestling world. So right now we had a very exciting re-debut debut. Um and also uh I don't know how much Chad's gonna edit this out, but also WWE is having their SummerSlam pay-per-view as we record right now. Yes. So I've been uh preoccupied with uh some of these uh some of these endings Theatrics. Theatrics. yeah so uh it's, it's not a spoiler because by the time this come out it's gonna be like later on but becky lynch just debuted and for some reason instead of sasha banks versus bianca they had uh carmella come out and then becky lynch came out becky lynch attacked carmella 
and now Bianca and Becky just had a match and Becky won. Oh my fucking God. All and right. it wasn't even Max. She hit her with one move and it was over. So right now, Becky Lynch is now the SmackDown Women's Champion. All right. This Okay. That, That's why gonna, I was like, what the fuck? They're going to do that whole run and just going to end it like that. Gotcha. Right. It'd be different if they had a full match and it was back and forth or something like that. So I only have high hopes for, uh, I know Derry announced that his first match back would be with Darby, Darby Allen. Allen. Yeah. So I don't get to watch a lot of AEW here because they don't show it on AFN. And so like only I'm in different on uh, wrestling uh, Facebook groups. So when people talk about something, then I just go and try to check it out on YouTube or something. So I haven't been, so I know about the storylines because I listen to other podcasts to talk about it. But as far as the wrestling, I don't get to see a lot. So uh, how do you think the match with um, Darby Allen is going to be with Punk? I'm afraid to answer that because Darby Allen is like on a, upward tra- tra- trajectory jesus that word kicked my ass and cm punk coming back his first match he he gotta win so right, it's, he can't like, lose. it's like one of these situations where it they might be fighting and then some like tag team comes out there and messes with both of them and then they put their sights on them or something but he called out darby allen and he called out sting sting right. oh <laughs> Well then, so, but then also you got the missing link. There's still one more free agent out there that's rumored to become an AEW, and that's Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, whatever you want to say. So yeah. it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a hot time, especially next, it's gonna be a hot time for wrestling this month. So can we? I'm sorry. Can we talk about like? What's going on with WWE? Like the last so many months, they're dropping, like they're getting rid of so much talent. They just got rid of Bray a couple weeks ago, and then maybe a, a month ago, they got rid of Braun. It it's a lot of a lot of people. Like, so what's exactly going on? What is your take on that? So from the stuff I've been hearing was that that they are uh nick khan is in is overall in charge of this stuff and and i how that he is doing the books to where all these contracts that are expensive people they're not doing nothing well not even not doing nothing because when they let Braun go like the month before he was in a triple threat for the world title so i don't know if it's not doing it with but a lot of this stuff i'm hearing is basically Nick Khan is doing this to get WWE ready to be sold in the future. You know, I heard something like that. So they're trying to clear up all this, uh, I was about to say cap space, like this is NFL T, but uh, they about to clear up the books, get this money right, and all this stuff to where it's going to be more um, profitable, presentable to the next buyer. So that's those are the stuff that I've been hearing and reading and stuff. But yeah, it's crazy because like the the yeah, Braun was a shocking one because he seems like quote unquote a WWE guy, big dude, whatever. Seems like they will keep him. He'd be there for years. He would have been like a, a big show type of person. But you know, and then, Bra- and then Bray, Bray was shocking too. So I don't I don't know what are their, their criteria is about who they're keeping and who they're not keeping. Cause from uh, my understanding, um Bray was supposed to re-debut 
like a couple weeks uh, after he was uh, let go. So they originally had plans for him, but I guess when um, the acts come down, it doesn't matter who you are. I think I heard something about they had creative issues, so they kind of, they kind of, um, I think I might have heard this from, I think I might have read an article that Freddie Prince Jr. said it or something, because you know, <laughs> yeah. he worked, he worked like. He, yeah, he was a, a writer, yeah. A director or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, Um. so, and with him creating, and with all, all the years that he's been there, he's been re reinventing himself, uh, remaking himself and trying to appeal to uh, the audience. And it's like, um, at this point, Vince, you don't have no kind of faith in him that he'll, you know, do this, but they kicked him, kind of kicked him to the curb and gave his gimmick pretty much to Alexa. Mm -hmm. Basically, yeah, which I, the, the Alexa Bliss gimmick thing with, uh, what's the doll's name? Lily, Lily, it's, 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 uh, it jumped the shark with me a long time ago. It's like, I'm just waiting for it to be done. And she's on the card. Did she, I, I'm not sure if she fought already. She's on the yeah, card. She fought Eva Marie earlier, which was not a good match. Not on Alexa Bliss part, but she's in the ring with Eva Marie. So what oh, you, you get what you get. Yeah. But, uh, basically, was it hot though? That's basically all. Well, yeah. 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 That's definitely, she's hot. But if you're looking for it, it ain't a what do they call it? It ain't a Mac Classic. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. <clears throat> and then the last thing I want to talk about, since it hasn't happened yet, is the summer of Cena. So tonight is Cena going for his 17th World Championship versus the big dog, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. So if Cena wins, he takes the title with him to wear his movies and do everything else like that, and SmackDown won't have a world champion. If And if Roman doesn't win, he leaves WWE. So what are your, who do you think is going to win? Was there a stipulation with Cena? Like he would never show up again, or was it just on Roman's side? I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if I missed it or not. I mean, is John Cena going to get win championship number 17 or is the head of the table leaving wwe now we know damn well that roman is gonna this might look like when brock came back and uh beat the sleeves <laughs> off of uh cena what was that 14 i think yeah, when he came back and just yeah, i think it was SummerSlam also yeah. so he is good <laughs> it might look like that because they're not that he's probably the hottest thing in the WWE right now. You can't get rid of this right now. Now, unless one of his his distant cousin uh comes back, the guy that was in the uh the movie last week on your episode, unless his distant cousin come back and does something, or they do some weird gimmick where you know he's the head and now two heads are fighting for the whatever, but. That will be dope though if he came back because he because against against Robic because he already has this history with Cena so then for him to come back in this match that'll be dope yeah so now Chad doesn't make you want to watch wrestling now I honestly wasn't listening you trying to win podcast of the year all right 
this week we are talking about the original Space Jam. What's going on here? I thought you'd never ask. Don't move a muscle. You see, these aliens come from outer space. They want to make us slaves, so we challenge them to a basketball game. You heard of the dream team? Well, we're the mean team. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is... We need your help! The Looney Tunes are in danger of being captured and made to perform in a failing outer space amusement park. They challenge their would-be captors, the Monstars, to a basketball game for their freedom, while the Monstars steal the skills of Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Muggsy Bogues, Sean Bradley, and Larry Johns. The Looney Tunes enlist the aid of Michael Jordan. Together, they beat the Monstars and send them back to outer space. Also, Michael Jordan comes to a senses at the end and realizes that he is not a baseball player and returns to basketball. So what were you guys' thoughts on this movie? But this one, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I'm always going to enjoy the first one. I thought, you know, the like I said, the nostalgic parts of it were a lot better than the second one. It brought back a lot of good feelings from back in the day mm-hmm. with it because it's like the... It's like Bugs Bunny crew um, actually looked like Bugs Bunny from what we grew up watching. So that was always fun to watch. Okay. I really liked it. Um, I haven't seen this movie in years, so it was good watching it again. And one thing that I didn't realize, but like I admit, I really liked how they showcased the Looney Tunes, as far as Looney Tunes, like their the their their personality, their character, like their Looney Tunes or whatever. So uh, I like the third wall break with Bugs Bunny. They got me thinking about the old uh, the old cartoons. Um, Michael Jordan, uh, he wasn't that bad in um, as far as his acting, but I I like uh, the movie still hands up, and it's like it's, it's it's very simple. Hey, they need to do this basketball game. We got the best players. Um, hey, we didn't get him because he's a baseball player. Because, you know, them not knowing the sport beforehand, so they just went and got who they saw was the best players. So good plot, good story. I, I always I always laugh at the scene where uh, Charles Barkley plays the basketball against the girls in a park. And then uh, he's like, you're not Charles Barkley. You just don't want to be. Be gone. Step. And I'm like, <laughs> 90s lingo. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I enjoyed it. I really don't like Bill Murray in that movie, though. Yeah, I'm like, why is he here? Right, and I say that thing. I'm like, why? It could have been like somebody else. I don't know. Like, I always be thinking back. Out of all, everybody, like, at, at that time, was he like popular and stuff? But it seems like he shouldn't have been in that role. So I guess to kind of jump to trivia for a quick second. So one of the producers on this movie was Ivan Reitman. And he was one of the guys from Ghostbusters. So I'm hey. sure he was like, oh, hey, um, I'm producing, um, you know, that new Michael Jordan Bugs Bunny movie. And Bill Murray's like, oh, I want to be in that. And he's like, I got you, bro. That's what I'm guessing happened. OK, but I did like his line towards the end where, where he comes in to say to be the fifth man. And he's like, all right, this is a plan. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then Jordan's like, we own defense. He's like. Oh, I don't. I don't play. Oh, I don't play defense. I right, listen to Michael this one. <laughs> but yeah, um, it still holds up. 
standalone movie by itself. Well, how many years later? Twenty five. How long? Twenty five. Came out the 25? same same yeah. year as um, Independence Day. Okay. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> graphics. Those uh, CGI stuff. They can do better on uh, like that spaceship and stuff like that. But overall, yeah, it still holds up. Like when I watched it, my son was with me, and uh, he he really loves this movie. So he watched it. Everything's fine. So yeah, it still holds up after all these years. For me, I thought it was fine. Um, I don't know if I just wasn't in the mood for it or if it just really wasn't like striking, but like I was watching it because I had to watch it for the show. Like it wasn't bad or anything like that, but I don't know. Like I don't remember a lot of the plot, but I don't remember it being like that. Like I, I know I remember like the monsters came to steal the powers and I thought there was more to it than, oh, hey. We just want to put you in an amusement park, you know? Oh. But yeah. yeah it's always it's always been like that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, no, like I, I don't have any real criticisms of the movie. Uh it was fine. Like I do admire them for the the work of the live action Michael Jordan with, you know, an animated Bugs Bunny, like that's some Roger Rabbit level stuff, and I do applaud them for that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Roger Rabbit, we should definitely do a, a, a review of Roger Rabbit. All right, let's go. I don't want to pigeonhole you two guys. Like, if you guys do come back, I, I want to do something kind of different. But uh, nah, we—they're they gonna be the cartoon people. Movies. So we gonna be the cartoon guys, the cartoon yeah. sports guys. <laughs> <laughs> so the first, so the first thing. Um, we immediately got caught up with somebody we will should, should not name on this uh podcast. <laughs> you know what? I was very surprised like when the movie opened and that song played, I was like, I was like oh, oh, my childhood. Oh, that's not okay anymore. That, it's like the, that song was right. fire though. <laughs> it is a good song, what? but you know, uh, in the times that we live in, we cannot say right. that. We cannot mention that song. Right. So I um that kid, I'm like, where's this guy been? The kid, he he was in this movie. He was in Soul Food. I I did a little bit of research. The guy's name is Brandon Hammond. He's mm-hmm. also been in Men's Society, Waiting to Exhale, The Fan, Mars Attacks, but he stopped uh doing movies like in 2002, and now he's just a normal person. The 90s were his decade, huh? Yep, that he was hitting then. So, but I'm like, where's this kid at? But right. um, <laughs> I no, I thought overall I thought this was a good thing, but I did have a, a couple of stupid questions. So first of all, why didn't Mike listen to the catcher? He was trying to make you be great because yeah. he, he's got he's got a fucking big head, you know. He's like I'm Michael fucking Jordan. I swing when I fucking want to swing. He, how you gonna go from I'm the greatest basketball player to I'm about to play baseball? No motherfucker, stay in your lane. So why was in a why was Mike in a middle upper class neighborhood? I thought that too. Like when he said that, I was like, "This, hold on, Mike's house should be a lot nicer than this. <laughs> he should be in some kind of gated thing or something." He lived though like uh, home, the Home Alone neighborhood <laughs> because it was it's, it's to make him feel more uh, relatable like to a the family man to the audiences. Yeah, 
now like now we want to see stuff like that we want to see you in a mansion and stuff now because you know we're a a very materialistic society now with our reality tv but in the 90s they're trying to keep it wholesome so why are we giving uh why the kids giving away their dad's precious uh prized possessions to cartoons man if bugs bunny came through and he was like it's bugs bunny exactly. that's why if he's like hey man we about to crush bro, bugs bunny man. bugs bunny was the biggest thing in the 90s the little kids what, wait, be, wait 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 what was he what was he steve cartoon car almost cartoon wise around that time yeah what? it was on everything what was he though he was on everything like almost every shirt you've seen out there there was some sort of bugs bunny or someone from his little Looney crew Tunes. that was on something. Speaking of speaking of that, yeah, I remember when they had uh, Bugs Bunny and them draped in quote-unquote urban clothes, and that was a thing where they were doing had the were those, the shirts. But were those official? Like Iceberg, I think? Those, yeah, those were I official? Remember, like, that was yeah, official like clothing? Yeah, wearing jeans and uh, Yeah, it was him and Taz and on the shirts. Something yeah. like that. Of course, I had a few of those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, also, why the hell was Yosemite Sam on the court with pistols? Why wasn't he on the y'all court did, with pistols? Because it's Yosemite Sam. He takes his pistols everywhere. Right. You're on the court with your pistols. The man can't even fly in you the never airplane, know. right? Because, you know, he refuses to not, <laughs> not, not be armed. Also, also, like, there was, they weren't calling no fouls. There was not one free throw shot. There was not. Also, I mean, we also got uh, Mr. Pepe Le Pew, Mr. Cancel Culture out here, you know, showing up and, you know, this movie, doing this thing. This movie came out in 1996. It was a different time, all right? Like, once more, do we need to talk about the opening song of this movie? It's a much different time. No, but I... Song, though. Matt, Matt mentioned it, but uh, that Charles Barkley scene was like the one of the most cringiest scenes. <laughs> and I think I was nine or 10 at the time. I was like, Ooh, you know, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that scene earlier today. And I was thinking about how, like in 1996, the way you read the scene is yes, he's getting beat by um, a group of girls. And I was also thinking like, if we made that scene in 2021 about how many YouTube videos and articles there'd be about how SJWs want to embarrass men and women beating men in basketball. And I'm like, we can't have anything guys. Like nothing can just stand for itself. You know, people always got to take something that's not there or try to dive deeper, have a think piece, a Ted talk about it. Yeah. Um, also, I got another question. So, are we supposed to believe in tarot cards? Because the tarot card uh, reader was giving us all the facts, and them dudes was like, "We out of here." I don't know what you' talking about. And she was absolutely right. <laughs> hey, man, people pay for Miss Cleo, so who knows? So, uh, final thoughts. Wait, what is your rating of um, Space Jam One? I give my rating. Um, I give it the highest. The plot made sense. Story made sense. I mean, there was some kind of stuff here and there, the stuff like the Nelson pointed out. But as far as a movie, um, I think it checked all the boxes that you wanted. I give it the highest rating. It can get a promotion.
Okay. Steve, what would you rate this movie? And the we used to talk about this at work rating scale. I yeah, I'd say uh I'd say a promotion also. Okay. You guys are giving a high praise. I was thinking more more of a uh I'll give you a raise, you know, you get this nice, you know, you get this nice little dollar dollar fifty raise and you live your life, you know. No, I but I did mention one thing. I think the CGI, like when they crumbled them crumbled them up in that ball. Yeah. <laughs> and dunked them. <laughs> no, but yeah, this was a yeah, this was this was a good uh watch and it, it held up. Yeah, I would give it like a meets expectations, like you know, nothing wrong with it. It's it's a product of its time. I didn't not enjoy my time watching it. You know, I wasn't like this is trash. You know, I got you. Um, so there's a wrong who disagreeing with. It's a good movie. <laughs> so, um, uh, what is you all's guess on the Rotten Tomatoes of this movie? I'm gonna say eighty five percent. I'm gonna say eighty four percent. Price is price is right. This you thing. did it wrong though. <laughs> price is right rules. Well, it's the closest we're well, going well, over. Well, well, if we're going price is right rules, you should have said one dollar. Right. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking since I'm th- you know thinking since Rotten Tomatoes may not have been around back then, I'll go a little bit lower and say maybe fifty seven. Okay, so I I think it's good to think about like when we do older movies. So what they're mostly basing this off of are like newspaper reviews of the time and like kind of converting those. Like oh, there okay. are some reviews where like like if I'm a if I'm an actual critic like verified, I can write a review of Space Jam now in 2021. But a lot of this stuff like you remember how like Independence they had a kind of a low score. Mm-hmm. Oh, because fuck. yeah. So, so this it's probably lower than than uh let me go one dollar. Forty four percent. What the f- okay? Because you also gotta remember this is a kids movie, and so we grew up with this movie, so we see it in a better light. But like adults of the time were like, Okay, this this is just some shit that you take your kids to, you know? Right. Eh. Eh. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, true or false? Unlike its eventual sequel 25 years later, this film had an accompanying video game with the same title that was a clone of NBA Jam. True. True. I'll say true. All right. You guys are all correct. I um, definitely I, 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 I shat the bed on the trivia question yeah, this week. Definitely, definitely played that game on the computer. Definitely remember. All right. I remember seeing that one. So I guess uh, learning this tidbit marginally explains why they didn't do a um, NBA Jam clone for the new movie, but also they should have did an NBA Jam clone for the new movie. But, you know, what do I know, right? I mean, yeah, they should have. It would have been because people have been clamoring for an NBA Jam, an NBA Street type game for years now. I used to love NBA Street. NBA Street was dope. Yeah. Right. So did you have a new NBA jam that came out? Uh yeah, I know. Yeah. Um it didn't it really didn't hold up. Right. But NBA Street, I used to love NBA Street. What's the dude with the Afro name? Uh I forget. 
I forget, I but yeah, you know what I'm talking about though. Yeah, so, I know what you're about. Yeah. It was stretch. Okay. Yeah, stretch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, the concept for this movie originated from a series of highly popular live action animated sci-fi sports comedy Nike commercial ads for Air Jordan shoes titled Hair Jordan and Aerospace Jordan, where Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan faced off against Marvin the Martian and his alien henchmen and basketball to stop him from stealing Nike shoes. Do you guys remember that? No, I think I, I mean v- vaguely. I remember the commercial with Marvin the Martian, but like it's vaguely. Yeah, I vaguely remember them too. Oh, you about to show us something, Nelson? I forgot to mention this. That your boy. I do have the. If, if oh, it, you got them. The Space Jams right here. You know. Send me a picture of that and we will put it in the Instagram and also we'll put I'll add it to the YouTube uh, feed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I do have the Space Jams. (laughs) So um, this I did not know. Bill Murray's appearance is a reference to a series of 1990s commercials in which Murray starred. In the commercials, Murray tried and failed to become an NBA player. Then, no this. Yeah, if yeah. if I known that, that would have been funnier. That you know, right? I mean, you know, some of the jokes were of their time, right? Um, so this one's a little long. Back in the 1980s, Disney Studios asked Warner Brothers if they could use some of the Looney Tunes characters for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Warner Brothers obliged and were in belief that there was a reciprocal gentleman's agreement which there was, but under the old Disney management who were long gone by the time the film started production. However, when Warner started work on Space Jam, they asked Disney to return the favor and let them use a few Disney cartoon characters. Mickey Mouse was originally intended to be the referee. Disney reneged on the agreement, a move which annoyed, but didn't entirely surprise Warner Brothers. This explains some of the not so subtle digs at Disney within this movie. Give me an example of these digs. Um, they were they made a reference to uh, was it Mickey Mouse like kind of Mickey Mouse operation are you running or something like that? They said something like that on the golf course. Yeah, I remember hearing something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also Donald Duck when um he on he had Warner Brothers stamp on on his his Warner Brothers property. Then he kissed his bone butt. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Grossing over two hundred and thirty million dollars worldwide, this is the highest-grossing basketball film of all time, and it is also the highest-grossing Looney Tunes film. I can see that. Okay. There hasn't been a lot of great basketball movies. Like what you uh, say? Like Air Mike. Bud. Like Mike. Air Bud. Like Mike, a good movie. Uh, what uh, making two hundred million? What's the what's the movie with um um Samuel Jackson and they lock up the gym? Uh, Coach Carter. Coach Carter. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I wouldn't I really count that. that as a basketball movie though. Really? The whole point is that they playing basketball. Oh no! Right. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm thinking of in there one where he's like a teacher or some shit like that, trying to turn the school around. Well, he does. He does that in the. You movie may be too. thinking of the same thing. <laughs> maybe a different part. Because he started making them wear ties and everything else like that. I'm thinking of right. Lean on Me. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Nelson, promote your Twitch, please. I will uh, have uh, played something by the time this comes out. It's Doug the Scruff three one four. Steve, do you have anything to promote, man? Uh, no, not this week. You don't want to promote your um, your wife's future appearance on this show. <laughs> oh yeah, we did. Uh, did get my wife a uh, official invite to come on uh, for uh, multiple which chooses. Remind the audience who your wife is. My wife is uh, Matt's sister. Yeah, so a little family reunion on the show. So I have something to plug. I appeared on the Gamerhood podcast. You can find that on like um, anywhere where you listen to podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. And it's just a podcast talking about, you know, being a gamer and a father at the same time. So it was a really fun conversation with the host, Michael Walker, and I hope that you guys will pop over and give it a listen and even listen to some of his other episodes too. Um, He's going to be on an episode in the future, so look out for that. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate, like, and review our podcast on your platform of choice. If you have any feedback, please email us at weusetotalkpod at gmail.com. Like our Facebook page, we used to talk about this at work. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at weusetotalkpod. Look out for us next week when we review Zola with somebody we used to work with. All right. Thank you again. This was a great episode. Kill Skeptonet. <laughs> <laughs>